like signed in, saw I hadn't typed anything and took off, or if you looked more deeply. I don't have a ton of notes for this, even though it looks like I do. But I had some stuff. Most, a lot of this is just to help me remind, rem, remember things, but more than talk about them. So we'll have to see if I do all right. It might be not. It might not be like an hour and a half. You know what I mean? That is, that is totally fine. I like my sinuses are kicking me right now. I don't know what's happening. It's like I was doing fine, and I guess my sinus side. It's a good idea to drain into his his throat today. I was like, no, why? Why today of all days? It's they, it's 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 Monday without fail for me sometimes. Did you start the podcast yet? I went live, but I'm waiting to hear from the internet telling me that I went live. Twitch doesn't. Um, hold up. I avoid anything personal when I know that we're on our way to being live. That's why I checked. Oh, I guess we're live. I guess Twitch is on time. Okay, whatever. Uh, Hey everybody, welcome to the Anime for All podcast season two Hi, for the Shaman King Power Hour. Well, actually, not talk. really Power Hour, more like Power 30 Minutes or however long this is going to be. He never lets me talk. He wants to do the intro all by himself every single time. Doesn't even introduce me. He just starts in with, oh, and if I interrupt him, he gets all like pretentious. He's just like, oh, and then he kind of cuts back in with this thing like, all right, let's get back to the point, which is not jock. I understand. I understand what it's like. I don't have a comeback See, at all. Here's his here's his, like, I don't. I don't have a comeback big, at all. Conscious silence where he like he tries to show me that this is not my place. I'm speaking out of turn right now. You can speak. I had nothing to say. No comeback at all. Not even one. Not exactly what we're just when the background music play us out. This is about the first time they ever started with the very first song on the track. Breaking the fourth are you wall. Are back to the point of introducing the show, or are you just going to start rambling? They've already introduced it. You just kind of cut me off in the middle of it. Yeah, see what I mean? See everybody? This is what he gets. He does this to me every time. Muting. <laughs> More like muting myself, not muting you. Haha. -ha. Uh, oh. We're back for the Shaman King Power Hour, or more or less power, whatever it is, is going to be right now, because uh, Shaman King kind of ended uh, suddenly. Mean, uh, academia kind of ended, right? My hair academia kind of ended suddenly. Uh, well, not ended, more like the season cut off with 20, 25 episodes, but I guess is now what they're actually sticking with. Um, that's actually good to know, because I was actually curious about that. I wasn't keeping track of it until I noticed that 25 episodes had actually aired. I, saw, I, saw, I guess on the cons, on this talk of my hair academia, I uh, I saw this really weird fan animation that I don't know if it's animated from like from the manga or not, but it looked really cool. I'm not gonna say any more than that. Just that I'm, I'm pretty sure if, you, if people are on YouTube know what I'm talking about. There's a there's an animation that kind of made it to my recommended feed. I don't know why YouTube does this to me, but hey. Eh. I guess real quick what we're gonna do since I haven't done this in a while we're gonna take a peek at the at our uh, stats on the podcast real quick and hope everybody has had a wonderful Monday or whatever day you're listening to this is because I had no idea when people just decided to download this probably not Monday probably not I mean people hate Mondays am I right 
Looks like somebody's got a case of the Mondays. M-M-M-Mondays. That's all I got. I don't know what you expected me to say. I built that up like you had something actually to say, something, something really profound. No, don't you, do you, are you planning on uploading it on a Monday? That's like almost a week away. It is a week away. You're not uploading it today, right? No, I never upload these is the day that they, uh, that we work has. It gives the yeah, people who want to watch it live something reason. Is there anybody in your stream? What? Is there anybody in your stream watching it now? There's somebody. One person. Oh. I don't know who that, I don't, I don't know who that is. It's one. One person. Dang it. I almost called you Steve there, and like, I, I say, I, I've been saying dang it Steve a lot uh, lately. Why do you hate me? Wow. Okay, on to the stats. Uh, oh! I think we had an uptick of two followers. I didn't notice. I think we were at five the last time I checked. We're at seven now. Oh, cool. We went down in our, like, I guess, downloads in the last 30 days, but that's fine. Uh, we're having a, well, we're having a pretty slow October. We probably won't pick up till like, maybe the end of the month, probably. Uh, let's see here. We had total downloads of 48 in September. We're almost actually, uh, on level with last month. We're at 30 downloads right now. The most downloads we've ever had is in July of this year, and um, 109. I'm pretty sure that's no, it is no coincidence to the My Hero Academia stuff we talk about. Um, I want to say that must have been during a, a huge, like, uh, climax of a, of a, of an arc. Almost certain it had to be. The huge climax of an arc. It's gonna, I'm gonna preface that. Mm -hmm. With an arc. You're an arching, arcing huge climax, I hear you. You just stay with your frothy body fellow. <laughs> I already told you I don't want to see it. <laughs> this man's literally trying to show me a frothy body fellow. It's very disturbing. Just for anyone that's listening and, and doesn't quite pick up the word he's saying, it's frothy, F-R-O-P-P-Y, and not frothy, F-R-O-T-H-Y that he's saying. I don't, I don't know. I mean, it could be either or. I was saying frothy, unless I'm... Nah, I'm self-conscious. Dang it, Jock. Okay, we're gonna move on with the actual episode review here. We're reviewing episodes of Shaman King... Episode 17 and 18, I think that's correct. Yeah, 17 and 18. Uh, we're just gonna... We're just gonna, uh... Start with episode 17 here with his notes. Uh, apparently the episode's called Guns and Angels. Which is kind of apt because of what actually happens in this episode. Another thing is that there's another death. Another bloody death. There's, this show likes to blindside me with a lot of death, apparently. It's funny mm -hmm. in a show about um, spirits, but I mean. Uh, this is cool. Uh, See, so he, he. I guess on your notes here, you have, like, I guess, notable name notes. Apparently, Ryu Pompadour. To, I, it almost seems like you were kind of shocked that, I guess, Togat. Toge, what? How you pronounce this guy? Toge, Toka. Snake dude was his uh, spirit guardian. <laughs> Boris Tepes, um, Dracula, Shikigami, Bolomaro, 
possessed Lysa. Oh yeah, but that was like last episode. That wasn't this episode. Togagiro, um, Togagiro was it was the guy's name. I had taken a little bit of time and tried to look up uh, if his name had any special meaning because it is a name. And what I saw online, I don't know if they were real or not because the names were listed that were listed were like all over the place, like. Basically, based on the websites I checked, his name could mean almost anything. In fact, inconsistent is actually one of the words that I saw listed as part of the meaning of his name. So, huh. um, I thought it was kind of interesting that the name could basically mean anything for a character that's kind of all over the place. So, that's why I wrote that down in my notes, that I just thought it was kind of interesting that Ryu, who's such an evolving character, has a character, has a spirit that could basically be called anything that's similarly all over the place oh Ryu's Ryu's name is based off of some town in ancient Japan town of Okizuma was one of the early centers of Taratara iron making method and remains the only modern site of it wait what it's still up what that site I mean that uh I guess uh, Okizumo's like uh, early iron making is still up. Like the shop is still still active. Yeah, and in fact, it's the last one of its type um, in the in Japan. So the traditional Japanese, it's the only modern site that still makes that iron, and it's they produce the steel for traditional Japanese swords, but they're the only place that left that does it. So huh. it's really consistent for a place where people were trying to become warriors, I thought, which was super interesting. And uh, I also thought it was interesting that the mountain's name is made out of the kanji's boat and to cross. Because for a, uh, for a story that has such a um, connection to mythologies and things like that, and seems to be extremely aware of all the various mythologies that they're working on, they're working with you know native american japanese chinese and so forth it was interesting to see that and then know um what they it was interesting to see that and then know what they know about um the river leaf river leaf are you familiar with that the, the what the river leaf no that's not don't think i'm familiar with that Okay, so the river leaf is a is in Greek or Roman mythology. I believe it's Greek. Is a river that you cross when you die, and cross it's a river of forgetfulness, and you forget everything as you cross it. So you know you forget your past life and things like that. But it's interesting to me that when he he was supposed to climb the mountain, named after kanjis that say boat and cross, almost like he's crossing into the underworld because that's such a common like. That's not obscure. Like the River Leith is like the most famous river in, in mythology. I, I'm pretty sure, and like in any mythology, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting that he had to cross something that was like the River Forgetfulness, and then he comes out of it, you know, with his pompadour gone and his hairstyle like ragged and normal again, and a changed man in a lot of different ways. You know what I mean? So I thought that was an interesting thing and also you know what i mean how these characters have all sort of had like their transformations when they become more complete shamans has all been focused around the idea of a death you know that you have to die before you can be reborn as a shaman so i thought that was super interesting about the mountain so that's why i put those notes down about the town and everything that like 
This, you couldn't possibly... It's possible it's accidental, but it, you couldn't possibly have a more symbolic place, you know what I mean? Than the last place where they make swords in a mountain that whose name, like, is that made out of kanjis that would represent dying, you know, and forgetting who you were. Uh, I guess for a viewer discretion, um, I, I, I will be... Uh, I will be nerding out over, uh, what's the name? Uh, Orochu... Actually, having Yamata no Orochi a little bit later on in this talk, just letting you know, if you're not interested in the mythology, uh, if you're like Okami, you really should stick around for this because like they're um, they, they they take some stuff from from that myth and throw it around in here and they play with it a little bit. And Ryu is at the center of it, which I think is cool. But speaking of Ryu, I think it's a good opportunity to actually talk about the episode here. Um, the episode pretty starts off with. We find out how Ryu. This is much more of a backstory thing for Ryu, finding out how and where he got his shaman abilities, because um, it was kind of random. He kind of came out of nowhere with his shaman abilities, because he didn't have them beforehand. Uh, I will say, in, like in the flashback, we see a scene with Ryu asking uh, Yo's grandfather to train him, and then he denies him. Somehow there's a fish on Ryu's butt, and I was trying to think, is that some type of trope, or does that fish mean something? And I was kind of hoping that Jock would actually have an answer for me. But I don't think he... The, the koi that's sucking on Ryu's butt, gee. That's a really smart thing to wonder about, but no, all I know about koi is that koi originated, I believe, in China, not Japan. So that's sort of an interesting thing, since they're so sensitive about China and Japan. But I don't know the symbolism of koi, except that it's very often used in spirit world kind of symbolism, and that's just kind of a given. Okay, for maybe it's just because he was just in the in the lake with the koi, wasn't it? I, I, don't, I guess maybe that doesn't mean anything. I just thought it was really odd. I, mean, I guess it just it must be something Jap Japanese. That... Oh, koi carp are symbolic of samurai warriors. Okay, so I guess it has something to do with Ryu that I get. Okay, well, let's just... Oh, and interestingly just... enough, the perseverance of Koi as they swim upwards in river is likened to samurai bravery. Actually, speaking of swimming up a river, that's kind of what Ryu does to do his training. Exactly, that's super smart that you thought to look up to think of that. Um, and then it's believed when Koi are ca caught, they face the sword as samurai warriors do by lying death and accepting death with lying still and accepting death with courage so there's another like set of metaphors for what he's about to go through that's extremely cool that you picked up on that i like to play off that i did i i, I did all this on purpose but there is no way that was well, all pure coincidence for the question is like really cool because that's exactly um that's exactly the kind of thing i wish i had thought of but no, that's really cool. So like, that's the symbolism of swimming up river and everything else. That's fantastic that you thought of that. Thank you. I'm excited. I guess uh, as before we get to that point, we uh, we get we get some more flashback of the story. Well, the story with Ryu. We, we, he gets turned down by uh, Yo's father. He ends up meeting To. Let me look at this guy's name. I'm never gonna know how to pronounce his name correctly. Tokagero. Gero. He meets the spirit that um, possessed him that first time when he, uh, the first time he uh, had an encounter of a spirit with Yo, and we find out that apparently he now no longer holds a grudge, but he's still anchored uh, to this plane of existence, which is interesting. Um, I thought most spirits, when they 
got rid of their grudge, moved on. I'm guessing he's still hung up on not knowing where he belongs. And it's funny that there's some similarities between um, him and Ryu in terms of like finding out, trying to find out where they belong. And since so Ryu gives him a home later on uh, after the fact, saying, Once I become a shaman, I'm gonna like, give him a guardian spirit. And I guess it's a really cool moment that we find out, okay, so it wasn't just random happen happenstance that, you know, he, he, he's using, uh, he, he's, he's using uh, Toga Gero to, uh, as his guardian spirit. I guess a little bit, we also find a little bit something out that I guess Ryu is always different, which I guess looking at him isn't that much of a surprise, but I guess that's pretty cool. He's always different, but like, look, by the time, the end of the uh, episode, he's much more normal than he was. Ouch. What do you mean? No, you see, he's much more normal than he was, I just like... That's not that's not well, an, that, that's like not meant to be an insult, but I, I I know it's not meant to be an insult. I just kind of find it funny. It's like I feel like if, if I was real, I would I would have taken that as an insult. Yeah, but he loses the pompadour. He um he becomes a much more traditionally built warrior. You know what I mean? He becomes a more traditional shaman. And afterwards, in the next episode, he's he loses a lot of his eccentricity. He's just unbelievably like yellow after that. And you can tell that he kind of like looks up to Yo because he's like, he goes to Yo's master and stays there for days to try to, you know what I mean, get the, uh, get similar training. He, um, he's trying to follow in his footsteps. And then like when thing when the chips are down in the next episode, he's like, I'm with this guy no matter what. You yeah. Know? I mean that makes sense. I guess speaking of characters and just tall men, um, we see quote-unquote yo's father for the first time and i say see quote-unquote because he's wearing a mask mm -hmm. um and you gotta take it off i don't what is that about uh it's probably some like japanese joke that we won't get um let's see i know the japanese heavily believe in um it's one of the reasons why they don't wear shoes on the inside of the house they don't like to bring the uh, the outside world into their home. It's supposed to be a um, a pure space. Mm -hmm. And the mask might have something to do with like mask and houses. Let's just see real quick. Yeah, good luck finding stuff. Yeah, I'm not, I'm just, I'm seeing it now. All I'm seeing is everything about COVID, which, by the way, we dated ourselves. Hooray! Uh, yeah, well, I'm pretty hot. I wouldn't mind dating myself. Okay, you turn that around real quick. Dang it. <laughs> Jeremy, you gotta love yourself, dude. I, I get that, but you turn the joke around on me and just like slap me with it. Mm -hmm. Let's see this one. Uh... Nope, that's not that. That's not the type of mask I uh, I'm thinking about. Though they're um, I, I've always known this, but they're usually even before COVID, they're, Japanese people always seen to wear a mask when they got sick. It was a common Jerry, thing. You should date yourself. You don't think you should, Jeremy. I don't even know how to answer that. I'm just saying, once you go black, you'll never go back. I think you should try it. 
Wow, you just you had all these jokes just prepared in September, <laughs> did you? You just write them down as you're all your like your your uh little like, vacation there, just like I gotta write this down. I gotta make sure I remember this. I gotta use this on his, on him at the exact moment when he when he says these words. I need to use this on him. Like, sorry. Have to I apologize. I can't. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'll give up. I don't know what's gonna. It might be some like super superstitious Japanese thing. Um. Also, I think really what's going on there is I think because he is Yo's father, um, and the similarities between How and Yo are there, they probably don't want nobody picking up on it until like when it's important. Because mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure he looks like he looks like How. I'm almost certain that's probably what they're doing there. Uh, I guess uh, beyond that, because they're talking because Yo's father is worried about Ryu. I find it kind of funny that um, after Ryu actually passes out in the rain, he wakes up in the middle of the river on a rock with his spirit also asleep the grandfather somehow got his car kiss bike keys tossed him onto the bike rode him out this far tossed him into the river and did it all before he woke up <laughs> he is a very uh, in shape for an old man <laughs> But this is where we get interesting a little bit here this episode um they really they really lie heavily into a popular i would say a popular or a really well-known myth within japan about yamato orochi and uh it's actually very interesting because they, they bring up uh they bring up orochi who we kind of see a little bit of a like a, a little bit of a resemblance in, in ryu's attack that he presents at the end of the last episode that we don't get a chance to see until uh in, in motion until this episode a little bit later on okay tell me about it what's similar about it a headed dragon i mean typically i seen like i looked up orochi and there's actually some instances of where orochi is, is an a-headed snake it's actually um funny i don't know why snake and dragon are interchangeable but they actually are in some in some instances, and I know that Ryo's attack is just a, a eight-headed snake attack, but it reminded me of Orochi so much because in some variations of the tale, it is an eight-headed snake and not a a dragon. But in some instances, an eight-headed snake is actually a Hydra, another mythical creature that um is dangerous, you know, said to be dangerous in um in other myths that it's related to. Uh. One interesting too is like when he gets to, when he gets to the top of the, uh, the of the mountain, they bring up the uh, what, they're in a confrontation between uh, Susano, who is uh, who's the brother of a, a Matarasu, a goddess. It's a like Japanese lore like is all over the freaking place sometimes, especially when it comes to gods and goddesses actually living amongst the humans. It's actually interesting. I don't think I've I know they have an explanation towards why they don't they don't live amongst humans anymore, but I, I thought it was really weird when you really think about it, like a lot of myths have a lot of spirits living amongst humans at some point in time specifically in Japan but at some point in history that stops happening but what's interesting is the fact that um, I think the name of the attack is the name of the sword that Susana ends up getting after cutting off the tail uh, one of the tails of uh, Orochi and it turns into a wooden sword and that's actually the name of his attack here which I thought was really freaking cool how do we feel about that wooden sword thing? What, his wooden sword? The, the wooden sword in the anime? Or the wooden sword in the tail? So he gets... He, like... Goes to 
the last place in the world that does ironworking walks up a river to a mountain that's known for iron making. Like, that's the source of the iron for this ironworking place. Like, a, a mountain that's, like, famous for being, like, a source of iron. He gets up to the top, and he is told the myth of a battle between two gods and how one of them produced a legendary Japanese sword made of iron. <laughs> and he walks out of there with a legendary wooden sword. Wait, is, does, is the sword supposed to be, is the sword in the, in the myth actually supposed to be made out of metal? Yeah. I didn't pick up one. I just thought it, like he cut the tail off and it just became a blade for him to use. <laughs> Alright, Kasango no Tsurgi. Let's look it up. Like, Eyes were red. Stomach. I mean, on the subject of a wooden sword, um, I want to bring up Akami, um, because Akami has a lot of Japanese myths wrapped up in it. But you actually get in the game, you get just to see um, the the the, the tale of Sasano versus Orochi kind of play out. Um, and it's typically dopey because you know it's never as like fantastical as the story makes it seem. But um, it's funny you bring up that's a wooden sword because uh, in that well, version, this guy is the guy of the wooden sword. That's his whole gimmick that he has a wooden sword. Yeah, but I find it kind of funny because in the actual, in the game, Sasano also carries a giant wooden sword carved out of a tree that's famous in the town. And it's funny because um, in, the, in the fight that you see play out in the game, the sword ends up actually projecting a beam of light that he uses to cut this, the, 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 um, cut the, um, cut Orochi with. He doesn't, he doesn't get the, um, he doesn't, he doesn't get the tail or anything like that, but he uses a wooden sword, so I just thought it was kind of funny. <laughs> Mm -hmm. I just think it's funny. I don't know how you feel about it. You sound kind of disappointed, but uh, I, I'm I find trying it to find out what this sword is made of. But every, everything I'm seeing says it's a normal iron sword or, or possibly a steel sword, but it's not. It doesn't. I don't see anything that indicates that it would be anything but a regular sword. Sorry, I'm so hung up on that now. <laughs> I know the outer, the outer box housing the sword was wood. A stone side box inside of a wooden box. Red clay stuffed into the gap between them. A hollowed out log of a camphor tree inside the stone box. Acting as another box with an interior lined with gold. Above that was placed a sword. Hang on. Fish, it looks like a fish line. It was fashioned in a white metallic color and maintained. The Grand Priest was banished after the witnessing the sword. It's fashioned in a white metallic color. It makes me think it's almost definitely not wood. You could have just painted it white. It is fashioned in a white metallic color. Um, no one's allowed to see it, and he's brandishing it like it's a big deal. Um... It had a jewel on it, which this one didn't. He said it was carved of, like, god wood, which is cute. But... I don't see any indication that anyone thought that the mythology of the sword was... I well, mean, here's the thing. Of, it's not supposed to be seen by human. 
anything other than... Is that supposed to be seen by humans? So it could be made out of anything, we don't even know it, which is kind of why I think it's probably funny that it's probably made out of wood in a lot of incarnations. I don't think I've seen it, like, I've only seen a few iterations of the story. So I'm pretty sure there are some iterations of the story where there is an actual iron sword. But in this case, I think it makes more sense because, like, I mean, Yo, as you see in this episode, in the episode following, doesn't like killing anyway. So it just, I guess it just kind of fits in with the theme that, you know, Ryu doesn't want to kill anybody. It fits in with his gentle spirit, for sure. Like, the fact that he's really, like, embracing, um, you know, the gentleness of Yo and that he looks up to Yo. It absolutely fits all that. So I definitely agree with you there. Um, by the way, the, you know how I said in, before the podcast about the um, the red? And you said that's almost definitely not what's going on there. Um, I want to point uh, out that that scene I looked over, over several times. And um, the red, I feel like it's coming from the sunset or the sunrise, whatever you oh, want to yeah, call it. It's absolutely coming from the sunrise. But when the, um, when the, when the um, serpent was slain, it said his blood flew into the high river, which is the river that they were... Um, that they were he had traveled along and then when they looked out of it the sunset painted like the river red and I'm, i guarantee you that that red was like a reference to the slain because they literally like i looked that up and i sent you that picture before i got to the part of the episode where they said the whole myth like i looked up the myth and i i was like oh this is a reference to that myth and then they literally brought the myth up a little bit later and i was like okay you know what i mean and then um then I saw that the red, and I'm like, that's a part of the myth they didn't necessarily say in the episode, but it was like such a poetic reference to it that I had a tough time believing. Wait, what myth? I'm sorry, because I feel like I thought you were referencing something else. No, the the, the legendary battle between, I'm going to maul these names, but Susano and Yamada no Orchi, he brings it up. The, um, I, mean, I know, I know that was. I mean, I, I mean, I, I don't remember there being a, a, a tale about him slaying him in the blood, and the blood goes. Nervous. I don't remember that portion at all. But I thought you were referring to something else. Sorry, I thought you were referring to something else. A real, the guy was referencing a real myth, and that happens in the myth that when he's, um, when he's slain, the uh, the blood goes into the river and and like flows into the river. So when you look at the river and it looks reddish and two seconds later they talk about the myth you know what i mean then you can generally guess that that there's some sort of symbolism or reference there to the red of the river from the fact that it's beat red when he looks out at it you know i mean like, no, I, don't, I thought you were talking about something else that was like a sea of blood i thought that's where i thought that's where, that's where i thought you were you were going with that but i after after after, after reading that look at it, I was like huh maybe i misinterpreted what he was saying so look at me i might have misinterpreted what you're saying but uh, no, I didn't think it was literal blood, but it was definitely a reference to the blood of the legend, it seemed. But I guess after that, after Ryu ends up taking down Boris with his new attack, uh, Boris is still alive, and then we get this to a whole new set of characters who I think are modeled after the Catholic Church. You think so? You think that's a possibility? <laughs> Perhaps, Jeremy. Uh, um... One character I think has a vast resemblance. <clears throat> uh, a vast resemblance, did you say? I seriously could not literally sit there and take him seriously without thinking of Trigun. I'm dead serious. When I first saw him, I just like, he looks so familiar like I've seen him before. Yeah. 
everything about him is it's like the only thing that's different here is that he's wearing white and his hair is as like high in the high in the sky i thought it was interesting that in the um the ryu part of the uh, episode they have this big explication on how faith is a sort a sort of strength and that he wouldn't train um ryu unless he could prove his faith because faith was a source of strength and then they immediately go to a whole bunch of christianity based super uber religious in a weird japanese kind of way characters you know i I thought that was super interesting that they did that um because they're like oh yeah faith is the source of ryu's power and then like they show some super faith people um if anybody was wondering what we're referring to the main character marco his spirit he's a shaman by the way uh shocker but uh He's a shaman whose spirit is a robot Gundam thing that's named Michael, or in this Michael. translation, Mikkel. I know it's Michael. Michael, but they're not pronouncing it that way. <laughs> okay, but Michael is an archangel. And yeah, I'm aware. Sarai. I'm aware. There's a Sarai class, which is basically saying Seraph, which is another word for angel. I get that. I understand that they're not pronouncing it that way. I don't know what's been going on here, but I'm just taking the literal pronunciation. I know exactly what's going on here. I'm just... I'm just taking it as like what they're what, they, what they're giving me here. They might fix the pronunciation later. I have no idea. I highly doubt they will because I know these things are recorded in bulk. Um, but yeah, he is. Uh, it's funny that you say Sarah because I thought Sarah's had more than four wings. A seraph? Yeah. No, I mean they might have four wings, but I think they're more like two wings. I thought they had more than four. Okay, maybe I think about a di- I mean. Michael Seraph, is an archangel, so I know he's supposed to have more wings. I can see seraphs are drawn sometimes with three sets of wings, which is news to me, but um, they can also be shown with two or I think even one. Well, it's kind of weird, though, because Michael's supposed to be an archangel, like the closest thing to God, the closest angel to God, and it's funny that this spirit is named Michael, but uh, he's only got two sets of wings, unless he's hiding in the third. And actually, I think Michael's supposed to have more than just, like, three sets of wings, actually. I think he's supposed to have maybe... I don't know how many. I never counted, but, uh... Maybe they're hidden in his magic helmet. Dang it. Like, spirit magic helmet? Okay, we're gonna move on. As he's waiting to pull that one out. I can just tell. But, um... I'm running we, we, learn, really we, we, we learn from Marco that they also have a grudge against Hal, and... Uh, we also get some, uh, as uh, I guess another thing we want to point out, because I think both Jock and I are in agreement here, um, they're hinting at a uh, Lysir changing sides thing heavily here, and a part of me is remembering images of Lysir in that clothing, but I can't remember why. Um, so I'm almost certain that Lysir does change sides, um, for one reason or another. Uh... I also will say I've actually gotten to the point where I started liking I started liking Lysark less and less because he this this entire episode episode 17 you, you can see that he really does not care about life uh, at all at least when it comes to somebody who followed how for their own reasons and X laws are which is the name of the group um, believe heavily in too they believe that the end justifies the means and if you work with how you need to be killed. And I almost want to say everybody in the X-Laws comes from a different part of, like, 
what of the Western world. I have no idea. But a lot of these people, there's a lot of blondes and blue-eyed characters here, so I'm almost certain some of these people are European in descent. There's just no way that they're not. They're not. They also have guns, which is another That's American thing. I showed you that picture. I was so I thought it was so awkward that a white man in a white outfit with cop glasses on and a gun looks down at the guy and says, "You would have suffered less if you hadn't resisted." You don't see anything awkward about that moment when I sent it to you and I said, "This is just not going to age well." Well, as you say that, as you, after you say that, I say try gun is that you? That's where I was mostly focused on. I read what you said, but I couldn't get past the the, the resemblance to try gun. <laughs> well, now that I say it, I mean, really, how do you not? How do you not see that? I, I mean, there's a lot of a anime. Do, a an, anime with, does a lot of things. I just, I just kind a, of just with moved a on. on his arm that says law. L A W on his arm. Listen here, that anime has done really weird things with the bad taste in the past. I mean, this is just going to be one of those. This is going to be one of. This is going to be one of those times that just that it was in bad taste. Looks down at a fallen man. Listen, says, I'm, you would have suffered less. Listen, I have more of an if issue. You hadn't resisted. I have more of an issue of a character that we'll talk about later, and uh, it, it's just. And I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna talk about him because we haven't. He hasn't come up yet. I, I have more of an issue with that character than this guy. I can see the cop resemblance and everything like that. But like I said, anime have made like the the animes have made poor taste decisions before. And I'm pretty sure he's just gonna get lost in time. Cause I didn't even know he existed yeah. until he came into this anime. I highly doubt if the, if it gets memed. Ooh, we're in for a, we're in we're in for a time on the internet. But I mean. <laughs> I mean, really, that's just, I don't know. Well, I, 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 at least everybody's white. I would have a problem if there was a, white, a black guy in there. Just by... Yeah, I mean, the guy in the, at least the guy on the ground is like a football player or something instead, but still. I find it funny. You bring, you bring up that as like, he has 21. You forget to type down that those 21 spirits were his uh, team members. Yeah. 21 dead team members. I think that's kind of cute. I, I was just saying 21 spirits because the significance there to me was more, um, I've been trying to figure out the limits because it, it seems sometimes slightly implied that you get one spirit and that's it. And we've been seeing a few cases where like somebody seemed to have more. But, I think some of these people um, who have more don't have guardian spirits, they just got spirits. Unlike people like Yo, Rin, Horohoro, Ryu, Lyserg. I know I'm missing a few. Uh, the new guy. Um, I refuse to say his name until we actually bring him up into the episode. Uh, uh, I'm forgetting. And the, the, the other people who... Oh, I'm pretty sure everybody who means anything is going to have one spirit. Because so far there hasn't been any... Well, it's ever Faust. No, Faust has one spirit. Never mind. Well... <laughs> We'll talk about Faust actually in a minute because he actually pops back up again and he's singing. Uh, but uh, <laughs> but um, we as he brings up that like uh, big big guy Bill is what his name is, which is funny. But uh, big guy Bill ends up nearly getting killed 
and we, we see that yo has a problem I and mean, we start seeing that yo starts having like he starts drawing lines in the sand here which what he's okay with uh and what he's not okay with and death is something he's not okay with which i guess is a common main character trope that they don't like killing anybody if they can they would prefer to preserve the life um for yo it's a little bit different though because he doesn't he doesn't like he, it's like he cares about evil people he just doesn't want to see people get hurt and get killed he wants to be friends with everybody. He's just like, oh no, they're all. He believes that everybody is going to prove out, prove to be good sooner or later. And to be fair to him, he's not wrong, and he has this ability to like transform people. I, I think it's actually sort of a cool little plot point that like Lyser can't really beat him like with strength. Like he's not weak, but he's not stronger than Yo. So it's kind of a fun little plot point that he wants to defeat him because like he probably won't. So. One of the real battles going on here is Lyserg. Is Lyserg willing to be shitty enough to overcome his the, the strength gap in some way and betray him, or is Yo going to like defeat him with his goodness? You know what I mean? Like turn him into a good guy, basically. Well, well on to the side of like Ryu looking up to Yo. Uh, in this episode, we see Lyserg looking up to the X Loss because they share his same view on uh the end justifies the means which is basically what I'm going to go with here that they believe the end justifies the means uh, they believe that justice will prevail and that means by any cost and every single one of them has a gun uh-huh. which is weird to me which I guess kind of brings us to the poor taste thing but I mean we're going to move on from that it was weird to you the laws like is sort of like looks like a compass rose like instead of northeast west south it's yeah I'm pretty LA sure that's what it's supposed to mean yeah I'm pretty sure that's actually based on some like real life flag that was made. I'm almost certain if you probably looked at it, you probably would find it. But uh, well, he's typing already, guys. I guess we're gonna have to give him a minute to see if we can find it. Will you stop? <laughs> I'm not looking for it. What is it again? They don't have to look up. I'm just, I'm just messing with you. <laughs> Why do you gotta get so meta on me? No, I'm, just, I'm just saying that the, the, the little the logo you brought up. I'm pretty sure you, would, if you looked it up, you could probably find some real life manifestation of it somewhere in, on the, in real life. Because mm-hmm. the Americans have made pretty poor choices. But uh, Americans have never made poor choices. Moving on before we start a war in, 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 the, in the Middle East. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the exiles get, get involved, and we see the exiles, as we they stated before, they they want to kill they want to kill How because they apparently they've been aware. Of Hal's existence over the years. Also, Basson Ren, uh, Ren Spear brings up the fact that he's been alive for 500 years. Well, he's been dead for 500 years, and he's never encountered them. Mm-hmm. So that's also interesting. It sounds like these guys must have just sprang up randomly one time, like one year. Granted, they all have a problem with Hal, so I'm pretty sure it's probably where they came from. Because like when Hal messed with them. I also want to bring up that you want to bring up some really weird things. There's a guy in here who's literally a pinhead, and well, actually, his head's like a football in in the X-Laws. Are you talking about Chocolove? No, no, no. And I can't. Oh. We brought his name up. <laughs> <laughs> I have problems, and I know he's laughing because that's why he brought it because he knew that's the that's what I had. But we're going to talk about that later. I'm not going to rant about that yet. I'm not going to rant about that yet. I like his character. I like his personality. Don't like the name. I'm not going to talk about that right now. Okay. Okay. I just... You said weird head, and I thought between him and Mick Jagger. 
Oh dear. No. What? And he saw it too. He saw the. <laughs> okay, we're clearly we're clearly losing traction here, so we're gonna just speed up a little long. I mean, I, we we talked a, a little bit about. I mean, yo, pretty much the X are gonna kill somebody, uh, kill somebody on the Howl side, and then yo stop them. Ended up breaking his sword in the process, which is I think the third time that he's done that. Um, it's a common thing in anime where if you have a sword, you're pretty much gonna break it at some point and get it repaired or whatever. Like trunks. He never got that thing repaired. He literally broke it and literally left it to defend for itself. No, he would break it and then you'd see him like with the with the sword again, like next time you saw him, and then he that one would break. At the end of the episode, we see Anna, uh, Manta, and a uh, pink hair girl. I forgot her name. Uh, we, we see them, they somehow managed to. Tomeo. Huh? Tomeo, tomorrow. Uh, Tameo, they managed to uh, make their way to I like tomorrow, the. I say tomorrow. Dang it, we, we we managed to like they managed to somehow skip over a lot of like they they managed to cover more ground by flying in a helicopter, and as they land, Hal makes an appearance, and I'm actually a little bit surprised that they all didn't mistake him to for for Yo, but I'm guessing there's there's a there's a significant amount of a difference between them that I guess they wouldn't mistake him for Hal, I mean mistake him for Yo, but. The episode pretty much ends because he's saying he wanted to meet them. And now we get to the next episode. And again, we're not going to talk about this character until like he comes up in the episode. Are you talking about Chaco loving him? Or Mick Jagger? I actually like Mick Jagger, or just Mick Jaguar. Though they're saying it Mick Jagger on purpose in the, in the Japanese thing. But in episode, mix yeah. episode 18 was more like a lot of setup and explication. There wasn't like 17 was like so rich with like symbolism and historical references and conflicts of you know good and evil and, and things like that. And then you get to 18 and it's just like well, they're trying to move the story plot along because like we forgot Anna existed and we need to make sure Anna is is as uh, you know in the in the anime. <laughs> Yeah, they just I didn't feel the same enthusiasm about 18 as I did 17. I, I spent equal attention on both of them. The only thing like the only thing that is ever going to like two months from now when we bring up this episode, the only thing that's ever going to stick with me is that they had fish and banana soup. And then I found out when I looked it up that it's actually really common in the Caribbean and Belize and it's called. Oh, I forgot to write it down. But it's like Tomo or something like that. You know? Part of me doesn't believe you, the other part uh, part of me does. T-A-P-O-U. Again, a, a, a part of me it. believes you, and the other part of me doesn't. Here, it's in the it's in the Discord. I'm afraid to look this up. But if you type in um, Google, if you type in fish and banana soup, you'll see references to it right away. <clears throat> it's Caribbean fish soup. Man, when you when you sweat this out of your pores, you're gonna leave uh you're gonna leave people wondering not to be near you. Oh yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't ever want to eat this. I don't know what's going, and especially in a just for the just for the uh, people listening in. Here's what it says about what it is. Tapau is a creamy fish-based stew originating from Belize. Apart from the fish, the soup contains a wide range of ingredients such as coconut oil, garlic, onions, bell peppers, ginger, tomatoes, coconut milk, ashi. 
ashioti paste, orange juice, lime green, green bananas, cassava, potatoes, plantain, which is a banana, shrimp, cilantro, and various spices. Um, but apparently green banana and root vegetables are like two of the core things for this. But like, yeah, that's... That sounds like something a three-year-old would make and bring to you as like a Father's Day gift for breakfast and you'd be like, oh my God, how am I going to eat this thing? It just sounds like miscellaneous things they found around their kitchen and just dumped them all in. I don't even know what asciotti paste is. It is paste of asciotti. Which I've never heard of. But anyway, it's Central American, so when the guy did feed it to him, apparently it was like actually a traditional food for them so it was kind of like another reference into the culture and that's like something i'm really impressed with with this series is the all the cultural references but that was like the big thing that like stuck with me like as far as like the beauty of like the writing and stuff like this like everything else felt just kind of <sighs> like we can summarize it but it felt it all felt very standard to me I mean, basically, this episode, as we all said, is set up. Pretty much, we see um, Manta make it down to. They make it. Make, Manta and the gang make it to the. Or the fight's gonna happen, or the Shaman King fight's gonna happen. They meet Hal. Hal ends up. Um, I guess the best way to put his speech is rah, 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 Shaman King. Rah, rah, I like Anna. Rah, rah, Shaman I, I will point out that it's kind of funny that um, in his encounter, they do, they, do, they do the usual, like, main character girlfriend thing where. Um, she has a spunky personality, and usually if she ends up meeting the main villain of the arc, they they end up taking a liking to her. Also, at a point, this is kind of interesting that Hal is going out of his way to like help Yo, even though it seems like it'd be against his best interest. He also makes it seem like he he's a certain that uh, Yo's gonna help him with whatever he's trying to do, which is also weird. But I guess onto the whole thing that Yo likes to believe the best in everybody, um, it makes me wonder, something they brought up before in the last uh, episode, I think, or the episode prior to that one, where Anna was learning about the Asakura family heritage, they bring mm -hmm. up that when, how, originally, he, he was a, a decent guy, he was a decent dude, but when he went to the spirit world where, like, the, the spirit king is, he came out, he came out changed. My thing is, if, if that is true, there's something really must have messed up happened when he was in there. I don't know what happened, but like maybe there's a piece of him that still can be reached by Yo, and maybe that's what Yo is sensing. Well, he's hoping that he can maybe reach that part of him if it's still in there. Mm -hmm. It makes me wonder if Hal is really the major antagonist here. I mean, the major villain here. He's clearly an antagonist, but he's not the villain yet. Um, it makes me wonder if maybe the end goal isn't really defeating Hal. Maybe, maybe we're gonna, maybe something's gonna happen to Hal, and he's gonna like, you know, change sides. I could see that. I could totally see it. Like, the, uh, it's just the tougher nut to crack, you know what I mean, compared to the other Well, people, we need but... to know what happened to him when he went into that world to begin with, because they bring up the fact that he changed. That was the moment he changed. He apparently wasn't like this beforehand. I just thought that was intriguing that they bring that up. They didn't have to bring that up. They could have mm -hmm. just made Howl the, the end-all be-all end bad guy, but they decided to bring up the fact that he changed. So, um... It's when we cut we cut back to you know it, you know uh, Yo broken his broken his sword Murasame and Amitamaro is all in tears. It seems to be a common thing that Amitamaro seems to be the most emotional out of all the Guardian spirits apparently. He's the one with that personality, but um, 
some of that I mean, really they're just having they're, they're, they're having a conversation about how and like what's the good what's the right thing to do kill people or not kill people like uh we also have like i guess the last circus like whole little speech about he doesn't know if he can trust how which is something that jock brought up earlier on is that you know like they're really really uh putting last in a very um precarious position here but i honestly feel like a part of me is remembering that I think he does switch sides. I don't really remember though. I might just be misremembering that, but I had no idea. That wouldn't put it past him because he seems to be so hardcore and gung ho and trying to kill Hal. He doesn't care about who gets in his way, which is kind of funny to his character design. He doesn't look that. He doesn't look that way. He's almost like made to be pure looking and innocent looking on the outside, but he's like, you know, conniving and vindictive on the inside. Yeah, I see that. I will say, for this episode, it was cool to see um, the Great Spirit and to see that it was made of a bunch of other spirits and how radical it was. I guess speaking on that, something about the Great Spirit, they when Yo and the gang come out of the cave and see the Great Spirit for the first time, they all faint. Well, except for one person, but for the most part, for the most part, um, for the most part, all of them, all of them faint somewhat, or you know, looking at the spirit because you you, you get. You get your you get your genes memories um, woken up by looking at it, and some people can't sustain the amount of memories that get um, that get like put into your memory. Um, Yo faints. Uh, Ren is actually just staring at it like uh, like like hardcore the entire time. It doesn't seem like he's affected by anything, which is like oh my goodness. I guess I guess Ren has the most capacity for this apparently, which is funny. Um, uh. Ryu faints so a little bit, but he wakes up first out of all of them, which is even funnier. Uh, I just kind of wonder, does that mean that he has less capacity because he woke up sooner? I have no idea. But the thing I want to bring up is the fact that Manta brings up that he is looking at the uh, he's he's looking at the Spirit King, but we don't hear him mention that he fainted or he lost track of time. I thought that was weird and almost like a plot hole. <laughs> What was the plot hole? I'm sorry. No, like Mata brings up that he he's he has looked at the spirit, you know, that 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 mass of the great spirit, but he doesn't mention that he's lost track of time or anything. Oh yeah. He mentions that he's looked at it. And he was in all of it, so I was like, I'm just curious. Is like, is that gonna come back? Is it because he's um he's reincarnated and kept himself over those reincarnations so many times? Maybe he's a little more in touch with his past history and stuff. What, Mata? No, I was thinking, uh, what's his name? Who? How? Yeah. No, I mean, Mata mentions he looked at it. I, I mean, I'm pretty sure how looked at it all the time. I'm pretty sure because he's from the Patch Village. The little blonde dude looked at it and he was okay. It's pretty impressive. He didn't He didn't say he lost track of time or anything like that. But he said he's looked at it and he was, he was impressed by it. Hmm. I, th I thought that was odd because it's like you think they bring up the fact that you look at it, you end up like, you, um, depending on how like how much capacity you you have, like you could like easily die from it. So I don't. I don't it seems kind of it opens up a little bit of a question about him. But they also mentioned that that place is like a tourist town. They're selling souvenirs there and stuff like that. So maybe it's not as big a deal as they make it sound at first. But, but you know, 
Yo ends up fainting though. It, it, if it's not that big of a deal, I mean, he walked. He would have walked in there. He just would have said, "Oh my goodness, that thing is huge." That's what she said. But <laughs> but they've got people to pull you out when you faint. You know what I mean? And then they take care of you. And everybody, there was no chance that anybody there to be like pulled out. So it seems like you were attended to. I guess, but uh, I guess now we're at this point in the episode. We're gonna bring up his name was already brought up like twice. Choco Love. First, I want to preface this, but I've actually known about this character for actually a couple of months because a lot of people, he was one of the characters that apparently was butchered in the original airing of this show, and people were excited that they were bringing that the character is being brought back into his original form. Because I, I think his original, the design that was in Four Kids, his nose was, was big, and apparently the people took offense to that. And it wasn't just the black populace, apparently it was a bunch of people who apparently, I guess, knew his character design. Um, he's cool. He's pretty funny in, in some ways. I have a problem with his name. It's mostly because he's, he's black. I don't know why, of all the names, I guess he must be of African descent, but I don't know why of all the names, they went with Choco Love. I am so confused and concerned. I haven't seen anybody make a big uproar over this, but it's just like, this is not gonna age well. <laughs> that character's name is not gonna age well. Like, I, I was hoping that maybe it was a joke and maybe he's he gonna say his actual name, but his actual name is Chocola. Yeah, I was waiting for the real name reveal. I'm like, okay. They can't be doing this. I just—he's a cool character. Don't get me wrong. I like his character. He's pretty funny, but I just his name is the, is gonna be the hardest thing for me to get over. I was having a tough time with his Audi belly button, but I guess the name is what we can focus on. That's just a character design thing going. I think that's actually something that they do in certain animes. It might actually—and he—I mean, honestly, this is probably the worst thing that for them to do. But we see another character like him as of his race, and he has the Audi belly button too. We're gonna probably just assume that every character of that descent in that show just has the Audi belly button. I didn't actually notice that. I was more—I was more attached to the name. I was in more disbelief of the name than anything else. But, um, well, I guess that's the interesting thing is that he ends up bringing up some more, like, uh, plot relevance, uh, saying that the next part of this tournament is going to be a, a, is a tournament, and it's going to be a, gr a group tournament. And, um, there's, like, I think it's, like, three groups, two of them who've already, who are, um, out there to, uh, to, uh, uh be against Hal. And one of them is X-Laws. The other one, I forgot the name of the, of the, of the group. But it looked like it was being led by a female shaman, so I guess we'll find out what that group's all about later. I assume. Yeah. Uh, they all have a theme, so I'm sure once we figure out like what one or two of them is like, we'll know the whole group. I mean, based on everything, he first lets everybody know that there's like he's looking he's looking to join a group, and as he lets his, as he lets his information out, Ren gets the smart idea to team up just with uh, Hora Hora and Choco Love. Please yeah. change Which that man's name. Be... Please change that man's name. I'm sorry. It turned out to be a wise choice, even though Choco Love, like, we have no indication so far, so far, except the fact that he was deemed worthy by the spirit, that he can do literally anything. 
like it still turned out to be not the worst choice because we know as you know people that know things that the characters don't know that Lyserg is being set up to be some sort of betrayer you know so in our eyes we know that Lyserg is thinking about stabbing him in the back and that would make him kind of a toxic person to have on your team but I don't understand why he, the other guy picks him he's like oh I, I care not to join my team as long as it's three you know and that seems kind of stupid but whatever well, that's just Rin for you. Um, I guess another thing too is to bring up uh, Chocolate Spirit. <sighs> that name. I'm sorry, I'm gonna have a heart. Oh, the name of the the name of the other group is called Gandara, and I almost want to say that the woman that they show there. I could be wrong, but I think that group. At least she might be a Hindu shaman. I might be wrong about saying that too, because I noticed she has this little like um, she has this thing on her forehead, and I know that's that's common, um, in a different part of Asia, specifically India. But um, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if that's actually where she came from. When she came from India, because we haven't yet to see anybody from India I, I, that I'm aware of. I don't think we see anybody from India, so she looks like she could be from there. She also could be an Aztec. I had no idea, but um, yeah, I just wanted to break that up because I was looking at it. I think it's called. I think her name might be Gundara. But uh, is it going further? I guess we could break up. Speaking of names, um, Mick Jagger. Am I the only one to assume that I think they knew what they were doing there? Oh, how could they not? Especially, <laughs> since, especially since this guy's gimmick is poorly translated puns. Oh, you you mean camisole? <laughs> Well, he came up with a bunch of puns, and I was like, the only answer here is that these aren't being tra translated. I'm sorry, I just... I, 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 I still can't get over his name, but I, I'm, I think it all like, went under the bridge for me as soon as he was... I was laughing my ass off at, his, at everything. He, if all the names that they... like, And all the puns that he was doing, it was just ridiculous. <laughs> I'm, I'm expecting he's going to be a lot more powerful than you were expecting, but it's just like, he, he's obviously a comedic effect. Because they don't have a character like that yet. Usually that'd be Ryu, but as we saw, Ryu's kind of going through a transformation and he shed that part of his personality. So, uh... We need somebody out here that can be comedic effect. Um, and I guess they chose a racially named black character, but we're just gonna move on. <laughs> no, it's great that we have two black characters. One's this tiny little one that refers to herself in the third person, and the other one is... got an Audi belly button, and that's all I have to say about that. Honestly, if Froppy had an Audi, I would no longer be attracted to her. That's not to say I'm attracted to Choco Love, but, like, still. I'm sorry, just every time you say that name, like, I, 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 I lose a little bit of brain cells. <laughs> you know there's a company in Boulder, Colorado named Choco Love? That doesn't surprise me. That doesn't surprise it's me enough, It's big enough to have its own Wikipedia page. Okay, moving on to Mick Jagger. Um, I'm half expecting his oversoul to be a mic. Uh, just because his he his whole thing was, you know, as you said, poorly translated puns. But usually that only, usually that usually follows the character being a uh being a comedian or something like that, or wanting to like spread laughs. And again, with the really poorly aged things, if they decide to make him a, a comedian, and that's why he's doing the Shaman King thing. 
I would have a problem with it, but just be why, <laughs> why. But um, mm -hmm. I'm I'm waiting. I'm gonna give because people apparently this character got butchered back in Four Kids days, so like apparently this is his original. This is how he's supposed to look and everything like that. So I'm guessing that either his person also, his personality also got butchered too. So like I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt. I'm just like right now his name isn't giving me hope. <laughs> <laughs> this has become the whole this has become the bike thing for me again I'm just not going to get over this I feel like eventually you're just going to be like we can't watch this anime anymore I'm going to watch it all the way to the end I'm just going to sit there and say that like, uh, this, this anime has got, a, it's got a demerit for me just based on this one character alone <laughs> it's pretty rough oh dear I, and I'm pretty sure it's going to happen too because his name is a mouthful anyway they're going to probably call him Chaco as for short I'm, I'm calling it now and it's like it's like really you couldn't come up with an actual name for this guy he maybe maybe he does have an actual name and he goes by Chaco Love as a stage name I have no idea he definitely did say that was his real maybe, name maybe so, it's his porn name ugh. Ugh. sorry just just the thought of that ugh. but uh I guess trying to get, get getting beyond this character um he he's a he's a pretty good useful plot device. Can you though? I re can you really? I'm gonna do my best to go get beyond it. Uh, <laughs> I guess to get beyond this, because uh, the rest of the, the most of this episode is just like uh, setting up for who's gonna be on whose team, and we know that's gonna be Ren, Horahoro, and Choco Love. Um, I know Ryu's gonna team up with uh, Lysark, so we just need to know who the third member on his team is gonna be. Um. Actually, I guess it's gonna be Yo because I don't think there's not many there's not many characters left to get team up. Unless Lysark changes teams and it's gonna be Yo, Ryu, and I don't know who else is left in there. So there might be an or oh dear. At the end of the episode, we see Faust for the first time in a while, and he's in a wheelchair. Um. I think didn't because Faust won his match with Yo. He hadn't seen him since. Ooh boy, that's gonna be a little bit weird. If Faust ends up teaming up with Yo, because I think there's, yeah, I'm actually doing the math correctly. There isn't enough team. There isn't enough people to split into multiple teams like that. Maybe his wife can just join him. Whose wife? Wait, oh, you know what? Yeah, Anna and Yo. They'll just start taking on. Well, she isn't a child, but she doesn't have the Oracle Bell. That's okay. They never said you had to have a shaman. They just said teams of three, didn't they? I, th I think the teams of three shaman. This is just, this is the whole thing's about it, just being the shaman king. Nobody said shaman. They just said three. Maybe they'll bring Vash with them. Vash is over there with the X-Laws. He's got his own team worked out. Mm -hmm. Did you, guess, so, go ahead. Now, I guess speaking of Anna, before we, I guess we we start closing this up here. Uh, Anna shows up out of nowhere too. It's kind of funny because like they have, I guess, have Anna have some vulnerable moments. It's kind of funny to have one of her vulnerable moments say that you know if, if Yo doesn't win, someone else is gonna take her, and all Yo has to say, and this is like typical, this is typical anime fair. <laughs> He's like, oh, I'm mm -hmm. sorry. Everybody just face plants, <laughs> face palms at me. 
Everybody just face palms. Just like, I can just like, I just like, man, is he is he this dense? <laughs> I was like, yeah, he's this dense. He's this dense. I got a kick out of Anna um, negotiating for that for the uh, thing at the uh, fair. And she, the guy asked 380 US dollars and she wanted 380 yen. And like, I looked it up and it's like three and a third dollars. Jeez. One, it was like less than like a of what the guy wanted for. It. And she's like, that's a fair price. It's just, it's just a souvenir. Yeah, Anna's a really weird character. Like, she's introduced to be th uh, this hard ass, but at the end of the day, she, she, she really just cares about yo at the end of the day. She just, she just has a really weird way of showing it. Mm hmm. Yeah, then we get Faust singing a song who I don't know what the song is from, but Faust is singing a song with Manta running up on him. And it, I feel so sorry for Manta because I'm pretty sure there's PTSD incarnate right there. Man literally opened him up in a, in a cemetery. <laughs> Imagine seeing that guy somewhere else after, after he nearly kills you. I'm pretty sure you would have PTSD and probably have a heart attack. <laughs> like, you, you wouldn't want to be near this guy. Almost certain. <laughs> Like, Monster's having a PTSD stroke right now. I was like, I couldn't blame him. This man literally tried turning you into a zombie. And almost succeeded. <laughs> but that's the end of the episode there. Um, I guess this episode this episode is called Black Jaguar. Wait, did we cover Mako at the end in a wheelchair? I'm sorry, I spaced out a little bit. Hey, that's Faust in a wheelchair. Are you sure that's Faust and not Mako? Who the heck is Mako? Mako is the um, Mako of the X Laws, the ser the Seraph guy that looks like Vash. No, that's Faust, cause like nothing happened to. F I saw that, like that was that is Faust. Okay. Cause I can go back I'm there. I'm just look making sure because Mako of the X Laws looked a little bit like that, and I was thinking that maybe he got like burned out from seeing the spirit or something like that, and they were showing that like there were consequences to no, that. that that's Faust, because you can see that on his on on the character, he's got those stitches um on his upper upper torso. Okay, I'm, he, I stand corrected on that then. And he's like wearing that gray lipstick on his face too. Gray lipstick, oh my god. Okay. <laughs> you just wanted to say that. That's all that was. You just wanted to say that. I'm sorry. He's not wrong, but I'm sorry. You are sorry. Wow. Okay. We're going to just use that as a segue to end this podcast. Um, but he's singing a creepy song that doesn't look anything like Fa uh, like doesn't look anything like um Marco. Sorry. The only thing that I see the similar is they have blonde hair. And Monica I started, kind of out, I started out strong today and I started fizzling out. That's no problem with that. Uh, and also, uh, Monta runs up on him. I don't think Monta has anything to do with Mar um, Marco. But I guess the guys are going to end that. We're, we're going to end that here. We're going to come back next week uh, with two more episodes to review a Shaman King. We'll get caught up with the Shaman King series and be reviewing one episode at a time. I'm, I'm sure of it. And we'll stumble upon that crossroad link into it. Thank you guys for downloading these uh, episodes. They mean a lot. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye.